Who's your trusted source when it comes to your facility questions, concerns, and needs? Ours is Hard True, the world's largest manufacturer of tennis court surfaces, equipment, and accessories for over 90 years. Partner with their trusted team of experts, along with collegiate greats Jamie Loeb, Alex Rybakov, and Dustin Taylor to bring the service provider of over 30 professional events annually to your facility. Whether it's the red clay of the Houston ATP, the green clay courts of the Charleston WTA, or the official hard court of World Team Tennis, Hard True has you covered. If you're looking to build a court, convert a hard court to clay, or simply resurface your hard court, work together with Hard True in their mission to lead the tennis industry by creating better places to play. To learn more about their state-of-the-art surfaces, along with their catalog customizable on-court accessories, check out hardtrue.com or call 877-442-7878 today. That's hardtrue.com or 877-442-7878 today. Our GSP Ace of the Day segment presented by Turner Tennis. In case this is your first time listening to this edition of the show, what we do here is offer our picks from the many given matches happening on any given day in the tennis world. Of course, I, like so many of you fellow tennis fans over the next two weeks, am going to be focused on the action unfolding in London, the year's third Grand Slam, the 2021 Wimbledon, officially set to begin. And of course, as we have talked about, over the past two weeks as we've prepared for this event is that there are so many unknowns entering this year's third Grand Slam. We haven't had a grass court season in over a year and so many players have made so many different jumps and perhaps leaps backwards as well depending on their age, depending on injury, that there are, again, the key word, so many unknowns entering this event as such. It's fun for those of us who like to look at things like odds and you know try to make some wagers, try to profit off the fact that we think we're the most knowledgeable, most well-informed tennis fans in the business, as I know all of you Crack Rackets listeners are, and so that's what we're going to try and do here over the next two weeks. Of course, every day I will try to update all of you listeners on our progress. Given all of the tennis I freaking watch, I'm finishing over 500. That's another guarantee. In fact, I'm going back to my Detroit roots. I'm guaranteeing that for all of you listeners out there. That's right, the rare guaranteed. We're ending over 500, so of course, how are we going to track that? progress again every night we're talking 6 to 9 p.m range that's a coincidence i swear but hey great shot of course on those numbers i'm going to try to be releasing these picks to all of you listeners perhaps you want to make some wagers if things start start breaking our way perhaps you want to start picking against us to make some money if things aren't breaking our way either way the point being this is a fun way to talk about my favorite matches on the day of course this is a fun way for all of us fans to feel invested in the results we see unfolding of course no twitter trolling If I see you trolling a player, you are going to get blocked. Any wager we get incorrect is on us for thinking we're smarter than we actually are. But again, this is part of the fun of being a tennis fan, being able to be invested in the sport in this sort of way. I say it all the time. It's the second most gambled on sport in the world behind soccer or football, depending on where you're from and what it's called. But of course, again, we want to have some fun with this Wimbledon. We're going to be making picks every day, going to put our knowledge to the test. If you all have any 
any suggestions, some picks you'd like to make. Perhaps you think you're on a hot streak. You want to get yourself on this podcast. Put your knowledge to the test. The DMs are always open at Great Shot Pod. And of course, a shout out to our friends, as I mentioned at the top, at Turner Tennis for making these segments possible. If you want to join the Turner team, and why wouldn't you? They are the best grips in the business. I don't know if I'm the best at making picks in the business. I know Turner Tennis is the best in the business. If you want that iconic blue color gripped on your racket, you can join the Turner Tennis team, get discounted prices by contacting sales at uniquesports.com or calling 800-554-3707. You mentioned we sent you again discounted prices. They'll treat you like family. Sales at uniquesports.com or 800-554-3707. With that said, let's get it started. And again, I guess it's a Pistons theme here on day one. We've got that number one pick, so I guess I'm feeling those Pistons vibes. But again, let's get it started. A reference to the Black Eyed Peas song. That was the 03-04 championship run. If you don't remember that being the theme song of the ABC-NBA Finals coverage, I don't blame you. You probably weren't following it that closely. But again, those are the roots I'm tapping into here championship routes as we get into our day one picks. And I have a bunch for you here as I look across the board. I've got some futures picks and over-under, a couple of parlays to get us rocking and rolling. Let's start with the futures selections because I think these are going to pay off. And we ended up actually making some money in our futures on the Men's French Open in particular. We made a big bet that it wasn't going to be Nadal, that we thought it was going to be someone else who ended up coming through. And it was Novak Djokovic and his odds, we bet on four people plus 500. His odds uh, and the amount of money we put on him ended up covering those other bets. So we ended up being good. We ended up being up one unit through that. The point being Novak Djokovic, futures odds, these sorts of things are interesting at the start of a tournament because there are so many opportunities when you think you know how it's going to unfold. And respectfully, we've talked about it on all of our preview podcasts. Novak Djokovic is about as prohibitive of a favorite entering this event as any non-Rafael Nadal-centric French Open Grand Slam that you can remember. And for me, it goes back to probably that 2016 Australian Open. Djokovic coming off of a historic 2015 season. I thought that was the best tennis he's ever played in his career, period. And it, it was just without question, he was winning that 2016 Australian Open. He goes ahead and does so. The odds reflect how heavy a favorite Novak Djokovic is on the men's side. His futures odds right now, minus 125. You look at the next closest player right now in terms of, again, DraftKings futures odd odds for the Wimbledon men's singles title. There is not another player uh, within, you know, 8-1 to odds of him right now. It's Djokovic at minus 125, Medvedev plus 600. And I mean, again, if you think it's not going to be Djokovic, I would bet Medvedev plus 600, Tsitsipas plus 750, and Berrettini plus 1,200, because it's probably one of those three if it's not Novak Djokovic. And if you want to hear more on that, you can go listen to our top uh, contenders podcast, Gil Gross, and I did on this Great Shot podcast feed earlier in the week. But I think Djokovic is the guy, and I made the case there. I'm not going to relitigate the case now. Let's just be clear. We all saw the level he hit in the quarterfinals, semifinals, and finals of the French Open. He has spoken clearly that pursuing all four Grand Slams in a calendar year, winning that Olympic gold medal as well, that is first and forth at the for, first and foremost at the forefront of his mind and he knows he has history on the line he knows he can put a lot of arguments to bed by just getting the job done through the rest of this season 
I think Djokovic gets the job done at this 2021 Wimbledon. I just don't think, again, the lack of grass court experience. Sure, a Berrettini's made a round of 16, a Zverev's made a round of 16, a Tsitsipas has even made a round of 16. But I just haven't seen any of those guys win at a Grand Slam yet. I haven't seen any of them make deep runs on a grass court Grand Slam in particular yet. And as well as I think Berrettini's playing, sure, if he plays his best tennis, he'll give Djokovic a run for his money. But he's got to get through Medvedev first to even get to that stage. I just think this is Novak Djokovic's to lose. Minus 125, those are still solid odds. And guess what? If we have him at minus 125 and he makes the final, that's where the hedging of the bets come in, folks. You're not going to get him minus 125 he makes the final regardless of who he's playing let's get him at those odds now we're gonna throw five units on that to win four again that's how confident I'm feeling in Djokovic right now a five unit bet to win four I think the only thing that slows him down is himself give me Novak Djokovic to win this event that's futures bet number one now on the Berrettini note He's in that Alex Zverev quarter, and you look at the players in that section. You've got Berrettini, you've got Zverev, you've got guys like F.A. and Umber, who are both top 10 ELO rating in terms of grass court specific on tennis abstracts numbers. You've got Umber, who just won the 500, who beat Zverev, who beat F.A.A., who played really good tennis in the lead up to this event and has also made a round of 16 before. You've also got, you know, F.A.A. has made a couple of titles on grass in his career, but you've also got guys like Isner, who just on the right day can serve anyone off the court. Kyrio, same deal. I know we haven't seen him in months, but when he showed up at the Australian Open, he ended up beating, you know, uh, Ugo Umber in five sets. And who did he lose to in five sets? Was it Hatchinov? I don't remember who that Kyrgios was, lost to uh, at the Australian Open. It might have been Tsitsipas in five. Was it Tsitsipas in five? It was actually Team in five. That's what it was. He lost to Dominic Team in five sets. Um, the point being, they're all dangerous in the section, but I think it's a two-man race. I think it's Berrettini and Zverev's to lose. And guess what? You can bet on both of them. And as long as one of the two of them wins, and those are your top two seeds in the section, you cover your bets. Berrettini to win his quarter, plus 190. Zverev to win his quarter, plus 175. Again, even if only Berrettini wins, you cover the one unit bet we're going to make on Zverev and still bring 0.9 home. If Zverev wins, you cover the one unit on Berrettini, you bring 1.75 home. I think those are the two guys. Zverev's made six consecutive uh, round fours at the at Grand Slams. I don't think that's stopping at this event. And again, I made the whole case in the podcast for why Berrettini is my second favorite to win the men's title. I'm putting one unit on both of them. Berrettini to win the quarter plus 190. Zverev to win the quarter plus 275. Again, all of these bets available with our friends at DraftKings. Those are my futures bets. Now, of course, on the women's side, it's wide open. And if you feel confident about your top five women, go make your bet because Serena Williams is your favorite right now. Oh, we have a switch in the live odds. This is leave it in, Westoff. Ashley Barty has overtaken Serena now. She's plus 600, Serena plus 650. After that, you've got Sabalenka plus 1100, 11 to 1. Kvitova 14 to 1. Muguruza, Sviantek 16 to 1. Goff 20 to 1. If you are all in on the Ostapenko bandwagon, you can get her 27 to 1. If you want Kerber, 30 to 1. I mean, Jabour, who I could be talked into, 33 to 1. The problem with any of these futures bets, as we've learned in the uh, women's game over these past three years, is that anything can happen. There is no dominant force. We don't know the relative health of Ashley Barty. We don't know the form 
of Serena Williams entering this event because we just haven't seen her that frequently. And until Sabalenka wins her first Grand Slam and proves she can get to quarterfinals consistently at the majors as well as she plays in the other events, it's hard to bet on her as well. And so even when you look at the quarter breakdowns, like, okay, you think Barty's going to win, right? But that section also features Ostapenko, Vika, and Kanteve, and Kasakina, who have all been exceptional on grass courts and just playing good tennis of late. And, you know, again, I probably like Kvitova best at plus 350, but even in that section, you've got a Kenin, a Mertens, a Pagula, who have all played really good tennis of late. And, you know, Sabalenka's got Muguruza, Sviantek, Shabur, Sakari, Rabakina all in her section. That's just a dangerous section of the draw. I don't want any part of the women's futures right now, but again, on the men's side, give me Djokovic to win, minus 125, win the event, minus 125, five units to win four. Give me Berrettini to win his quarter, plus 190. Give me Zverev to win that quarter as well, plus 275, one unit bets on each. Those are our futures bets to get us started. Now, in terms of the matches we're actually going to see unfold on Monday, let's start with the over-under I have on the day. And this is just a bet on two players who have played their best tennis here in 2021, doing so again in this Grand Slam first round. And that's Veronica Golubic taking on uh, Veronica, or excuse me, Victoria Golubic taking on Veronica. Kuder Matova. I'll start with the Kuder Matova side, number 32 right now in the ranking. She was at her peak of number 28 earlier in the season. You look at tennis ELO abstract rating, she's, you know, top 25 in terms of overall ELO. She's top uh, 20 in terms of 2021 specific ELO. And of course, she started out the year on fire. She makes finals of Abu Dhabi before getting knocked out by Sabalenka. She beats Vitalina Kostyuk and Bedosa at that event. She ends up winning Charleston and making the semifinals of Istanbul a couple of weeks later. She ends up, you know, cooling off a bit from there, but even the losses she took, Kvitova in Madrid round of 16, that was a three-set loss. A straight-set loss to Ashley Barty in Rome, but she ended up beating Elisa Mertens in three sets in that event. She loses three sets to Sinyakova. Now, lost to Samsonova in Berlin, but Samsonova ended up winning the event, loses to Ali Risk round one of Eastbourne. But of course, we all know grass courts, Ali Risk's best surface, and if you don't know that, I, at 2019, she upset Ashley Barty, I want to say made quarterfinals of the event. The point being, Veronica Kudermatova, 35 and 21 right now overall in her last 52. All of her metrics right now, her first serve win percentage, second serve win percentage, return points won, they're all at career highs here in this 2021 season. And again, she has played some good tennis. Now, in terms of her grass court experience, fewer than 25 matches. She's 13 and 10 overall in her experiences in Wimbledon. 2017, she played qualifying. 2018, she played qualifying. 2019 is her first and only main draw appearance. She beat Bonaventure before losing a close straight set match in the second round to Caroline Wozniacki. Again, we've seen her make third rounds of Grand Slams of late, but we still haven't seen much of Veronica Kudermatova at Wimbledon. Now, you do think her flat ground strokes, her ability to decisively go down the line and, you know, again, keep the ball low and, you know, take big cuts at the return as well. Uh, She has a game that should fit well on grass courts. Her aggression, her athleticism as well. I don't think movement's going to be an issue. She's not a great volleyer, but she's comfortable using the swinging volley to take a ball early and take a little time away from her opponent. 
She's going to be a tough out, and I believe she's the number 29th seed in this event, and uh, certainly she's favored in her opening round match, but she plays, in my opinion, a player who's in some really good form right now in Victoria Golubic, who's 43-18 and 18 in her last 52 weeks, and you look for Golubic here in the warm-up to this Wimbledon. She plays Nottingham where she loses to Van Utvenik in the second round. She loses in three sets to Heather Watson in Birmingham. I believe Watson ended up making the semifinal of the event. And then in Eastbourne, she comes through qualifying before losing a very exciting three-set quarterfinal to Annette Conteve. Of course, that's the same Annette Conteve who beat her in three sets in the first round of Roland Garros. Now, again, for Golubic, that 43-18 and 18 number, there's a lot of 25K and 100K and 60K ITF level play in that span, but there's also a lot of success at the WTA level, and I know She's done it across surfaces as well. She made the finals of Lyon indoor hard courts before losing to Tossin. She ends up winning the event in St. Mao. And, you know, again, quarterfinals of Eastbourne coming through qualifying. She is playing her best tennis again. That sort of tennis that got her up to number 51 back in 2017. And you look for her, you know, 19 and 17 in her career in grass court events. She made the third round of Wimbledon. The last time this event was held in 2019, she's played, you know, a couple of Wimbledon main draws, which is a little bit higher of a number, I suppose, than Veronica Kudermatova. But you look for Golubic 19 and 17 in her career on grass again. That's compared to the 13 and 10 number of Kudermatova. I also think Golubic's got the weapons to give Kudermatova some issues. She's going to take big cuts at that return of serve. And again, sometimes Kudermatova, when she's stretched, will hit the slice. You can't give Golubic any time because when you do, she's going to hit through that one-handed backhand so cleanly. She's going to take the big cuts at the forehand. And again, you look for Golubic overall in those 18 losses. Uh, A lot of them have been three-set losses as well. In fact, you look for her again. 43-18 in her last 52-week. Of those 18 losses, 10 of them have been in three sets. She plays opponents close, and I think that's the definition, or that's the story of this match, is that it's going to be a close match. Both players are going to have success holding serve, and I think Golubic is going to have some opportunities to attack that Kudermatova second serve. Obviously, Kudermatova, as an athlete and her ability to hit in the outer third, she's going to have some opportunities to attack as well and play some counter-punching uh, play a counter-punching game, and I do think these are two players who do a little bit of everything well, who can spray a little bit, certainly, when they start to lose their range, and I think this will be a match of streaks, and that's why I think this match is going the distance. So give me over two and a half sets, two players, again, who are playing some really good tennis here in 2021, over two and a half sets in Golubic Kudermatova, that's plus 138, one unit on that, to win 1.38, get the ball rolling. Again, there's always some matches that go the distance, you just got to find the ones that are right for you. Some other ones I had in mind on the women's side were Risk Martinsova, Vekic Potapova. Uh, I also had Lou, uh, or excuse me, I also had Samsonova Kanepi, Lou Doi, Kenan Wong, Valinets Begu, Serrano, uh, Osorio Serrano versus Kalinskaya, Collins versus Herzog. But I'm going to go Golubic Kudermatova at plus 138. On the men's side, you know, a lot of over three and a half sets. Murray Basilishvili, Dimenauer Korda, I think Garin Zapatamur. Morales. I think McDonald Hatchinov is guaranteed to go over three and a half sets. And honestly, at minus 186, I really should throw something on that, but it's too little too late. Shout out to JoJo. 
Fucevic Sinner, Vesley Hanifman, Kudla Davidovich Vokina. Those matches are going over three and a half sets, and you can find the odds for them on our website in the link to this podcast. But again, I'm going to go Golubic and Kudermatova over two and a half sets, plus 138, one unit to win 1.38. Now, it's time for the parlays, of course. I wanted to give you guys a straight-up match pick, an underdog, or just a money line, but they're just not quite tempting enough, and I'm just not quite competent, confident enough. Like, Masaki Doi's best surface in her career has probably been grass courts, and yet Claire Lou is clearly the player in better form. Claire Lou minus 180, and yet... I haven't seen Claire Lou at the Grand Slam stage perform in a main draw event at Wimbledon, so I don't want to pull the trigger quite on that. You know, again, Ali Risk minus 167 over Martin Sova. I've just seen more of Martin Sova late, and she's played very well, so I just don't think that's a given, given how little tennis Risk has played. Vekic minus 157 over Potapova. I would love Vekic as a dark horse pick, but as the favorite over Potapova, I'm not quite there yet. Buzkova plus 106 over Savannah Reva. The problem is if Savannah Reva plays well, she wins that match. Buzna Rescue plus 114 over Venus. I would pick Buzna Rescue. I just don't want a pox on my house for picking against Venus, so that's not going to happen. Demon Hour Corda. Demon Hour minus 190 over Corda, I like. Opelka minus 167 over Kopfer, I like, but Kopfer's just been so dynamite of late. Makano minus 104 over Monfils probably happens, but I'm too big of a chicken. So here's what I've come up with for all of you. I've got two parlays on the day. Let's start with the two-personer. Lloyd Harris, minus 175 over Ricardus Barrancas. Now, there's no denying you look at the numbers for these players. Barrancas, you know, again, Lloyd Harris is a minus 175 money line favorite, but, you know, Barrancas, 25 and 23 in his career on grass. We've seen him win matches at Wimbledon before. We can't say the same about Lloyd Harris, who you look overall 4 and 10 in his career at Wimbledon. Of course, he took a set off Roger Federer back in 2019 in the first round before losing that that match in four, made the quarterfinals of Hala earlier this year, beating Monfils Lacco before losing to Basilashvili. He also beat Jill Simone uh, in Stuttgart before losing to FAA, lost to Mute in Majorca, but that was a quick transition from him for him from Hala to Majorca. Not that I'm making excuses. Still, I think this is a match Lloyd Harris should win. You look for Lloyd Harris, physical profile, six foot six, fluid around the court, huge serve, huge forehand. He's taking on a guy in Ricardus Barrancas who may have more experience, but again, the size deficit. That serve for Lloyd Harris is going to be over the top of the head of Ricardus Barrancas, or certainly at that shoulder or even higher height. And it's just tough to deal with over the course of three out of five sets. And certainly Barrancas, who's 17 and 13 in his last 52 and has the weapons and the huevos to go down the line when stretched in the outer third and is a good enough ball striker to thrive on these grass courts. And we'll get some clean looks on the Lloyd Harris second serve and we'll take advantage and take some big cuts at the first serve so as to prove he's not afraid. But again, you look at the last 52, Lloyd Harris, 32 and 20s, had a lot of success. You know, you've had to be pretty good to beat him uh, over these past 52 weeks. And, you know, again, even the losses he's taken in his 4-10 and 10 record on grass, a lot of them were early in his career. A lot of them feature him losing a breaker in one, if not two of the sets. This is just a bet on Lloyd Harris trending in the right direction on that serve having improved, his plus one game having improved, his return game 
having improved, and him just having too big of weapons over the course of five sets against Barankis. I think Harris minus 175, that's good, part one of the bet, and then part two, Dan Evans, minus 250 over Feliciano Lopez. Now, of course, I'm, I'm scared just even saying it out loud because Lopez is a top five grass court ELO rating player via tennis abstract and has had so much success on grass courts over the course of his career. You look for Feliciano Lopez. He's, uh, I believe, 90 and 47 in his career on grass. It's the best win percentage across any surface. He won the Queens Club singles title as recently as 2019. He made quarterfinals of Majorca, beat Karen Hatchinov in three sets before losing in three to Manorino. He played Shapovalov to three sets in Stuttgart, beat Alexi Popperin in Stuttgart. But this is a bet on Dan Evans as well. And this is also a bet saying that, look, Lopez has lost a step this season. There's no denying that. You look for Feliciano Lopez, 12-18 and 18 in his last 52. You just feel like the serve plus one game of Evans, the decisiveness with which he plays, the fact that he is not going to be thrown off by the backhand slice of Lopez, by the junk that Lopez throws at you because Dan Evans is pl- fine playing a choppy match, right? He's fine playing hacky, slice-based, get you to the outer thirds, hit volleys in the middle third of the court sort of tennis uh, that will make this match really interesting. And again, Dan Evans himself, pretty damn good on the grass court, 77 and 49 in his career, made third round of Wimbledon back in 2019, has you know won a challenger title, I believe has won two challenger titles on the grass court back in that 2019 season. That's how he worked his way back up the rankings following his suspension. And again, he's played some really good tennis here this season. Don't let the clay court season uh, fool you. He's 24 and 21 over overall on the year was uh, in his last 52 obviously was playing so well on the hard courts had that semifinal run in Monte Carlo you look for him he played the Nottingham challenger on the grass lost to Kudla in three sets lost to Berrettini in the quarterfinals of Queens Club on grass courts those two losses are fine I thought he looked good in the warm-ups he got wins over Manorino, Paparin, Kokonakis, and Ebedin those are four good wins on this surface again this is a good match I think it goes over three and a half sets but give me the the physicality of Evans to win out in the end. And again, you parlay Harris and Evans together. Now we're talking appealing odds. Plus 121. Let's throw a unit on that to win 1.21. Again, that's Harris over Barankis, minus 175. Evans, minus 250 over Lopez. Parlayed together. Plus 121 odds. One to win 1.21. That's ace of the day number two. That's parlay number one, though. Parlay number two. Slightly bigger one. Katie Bolter, who, by the way, 20 and 10 in her last 52 weeks of competition. She's minus 265 over qualifier Danielle Lau. I just think Bolter's played better of late than Lau has. Give me Bolter. Give me Fodnini, minus 250 over Ramos Vanolas. Fabio Fodnini, 20 and 19 in his career on grass. He's beaten Ramos Vanolas on the surface before. Ramos Vanolas, 6 and 15 on the surface. Don't think I have to speak too far beyond that one. And then give me Shapovalov as the third leg of that parlay, who's minus 530 over Philip Kohlschreiber. I just think the spring explosion of Shapovalov's ball. Uh, I don't think Kohlschreiber can handle that anymore. So you parlay the three of them together, Bolter, Fodnini, Shapovalov, plus 130 odds. We're going to make that a two-uniter. Two units to win 2.6 on the day, or on that wager. Again, that's a three-person money line parlay between Bolter, Fodnini, and Shapovalov. Those are your three aces of the day. Again, over two and a half sets in Golubic Kudermatova at plus 138. 
a parlay of the Harrison Evans money lines plus 21 and then a parlay of the Bolter Fodini Shapovalov money lines plus 130 we've also got the futures bets Djokovic to win minus 125 five units to win four Berrettini to win his quarter at plus 190 Zverev to win that same quarter at plus 275. I'm pretty sure it's going to be one of those two players, so I feel like we have our bets hedged at that point, and that'll do it for today's GSP Aces of the Day. Again, we will be back every day with additional picks, so be sure to tune in each night to the Great Shot podcast feed. Be sure to hear recaps each and every day on our mini break podcast feed, and if you are so interested in hearing a match of the day segment, you can do so by becoming a Cracked Rackets Patreon subscriber. Of course, a shout-out as always to our super producers, Max Fliegner and Daniel Westoff, for the f*** of an editing job they do day in, day out. A shout-out as well to our friends at Turner Tennis Remember, sales at uniquesports.com or 800-554-3707. With that in mind, for our super producers, Fligner and Westhoff, our friends at Turner Tennis, and from all of us here at both Crack Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network, I'm your host, Alex Kruskin. You know what we say. Hey, great shot, and may the odds be ever in your favor. Good luck, everyone. Good luck, everyone.